Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Uh, a lot of interesting news unfolding this week on the uh, marijuana front. Uh, the Alberta government set, I think, right about the top of the hour to unveil their plans. How are we going to sell cannabis once it's uh, legal next year? It sounds as though we are going in the direction of private stores rather than leaving it in the hands of a, a government monopoly. Like Ontario's doing, I think New Brunswick too. Now it comes on a day when the chiefs of police, Alberta's chiefs of police, uh, are warning about the pace of legalization. So, yeah, we're still uh, navigating all of this. In the meantime, though, we had the case uh, come up in Calgary recently. We talked about it. Dana Larson is a marijuana activist, uh, brazen, I suppose you could argue, but certainly uh, outspoken. And he had his Overgrow Canada tour, went across the country to various cities and gave away cannabis seeds. Now, you're not going to get high off a cannabis seed, but uh, I guess if you have a basic understanding how this all works, you can uh, grow a, a plant and then harvest that plant, and uh, eventually you'll have something that, that you can use. Of all the cities Dana Larson visited, only one city was he arrested in, and that was here in Calgary. Now, a couple of things. Look, this is all going to be legal next year, all right? Number two, you hear about all the cases that are, are falling apart because we can't get them to trial in time. Real crimes where actual people have been victimized. Why are we wasting time with something like this? It, it never made sense to me. Uh, so maybe today, I guess we could say some common sense prevailed. The charges against Dana Larson have been stayed. But what does that mean? Joining us on the line is uh, Kirk Tucson. Uh, he's a lawyer who represented Dana Larson in this and has uh, been very active uh, on the cannabis issue. Uh, Kirk, thanks for joining us here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. When, when charges are stayed, explain what that means. Well, it means that the judge ordered a termination of the of the proceedings, uh, and in, and that can happen for a variety of circumstances. Uh, judges have the discretion to control their own proceedings. Uh, in Mr. Larson's case, the stay was entered as a result of uh, what the judge found was a breach of his right to be tried uh, within a reasonable period of time, which is protected by Section 11B of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. So could these charges be activated again at some point? No, they cannot. If the Crown enters a stay pursuant to some power that it has in the criminal code, then the Crown has an option of potentially revitalizing charges. Uh, but when charges are judicially stayed, uh, that's the end of it. The, the only real option for the Crown at this juncture uh, would be to appeal the judge's decision finding a breach of 11B of the Charter. Okay. And, uh, and, and the Crown would have 30 days to do that. Uh, I get the sense, it's only what Dana wrote on Facebook, that maybe he would have preferred uh, to, to have seen a ruling in this case. Uh, th does it feel like it was kind of a, an anticlimactic end, as he, he called it, a bit of a technicality even? Well, I'm not sure that you can 
call a breach of someone's fundamental rights under the Charter of Freedoms a, a technicality, but certainly we were looking forward to bringing a more substantive challenge to uh, the inclusion. It would have been a challenge to the inclusion of hemp and seeds in the Controlled Drugs and Substances Act. The seeds that Mr. Larson uh, were giving away were cannabis seeds, uh, but only because cannabis includes within its definition in the CDSA uh, what most people colloquially refer to as hemp. They were low THC, uh, high CBD seeds. And so even if you planted them and grew out the, the plants, you weren't going to obtain a product that could, uh, that could have a psychoactive or psychotropic effect. It couldn't get you high, in other words. Right. So did it seem like a, a waste of time and, and resources to even pursue this case? Well, I heard your intro, and, you know, I've been advocating for a long time that prosecuting anybody for any cannabis offenses is a, a huge waste of time and effort. It, prohibition has been demonstrated to achieve no measurable reductions in, in either use rates or, or rates of people producing or distributing it unlawfully. Uh, and all it does is create a whole bunch of negative externalities, including clogging up the courts uh, for uh, for for many years now, uh, when other more serious matters uh, might end up being dropped as a result. But is it fair to blame the cops? I guess, you know, the, the argument is, well, hey, the law is the law. The politicians can change the law if they want. In the meantime, it is what it is. And Dana Larson was, as far as we can tell, violating that law. So, do, I mean, do, do the cops have some discretion here? Well, I think police officers have and have always historically enjoyed the discretion to determine in every encounter with a, with a citizen whether to arrest or whether to take some other action. And certainly police regularly exercise uh, that type of discretion. Sort of like when you get pulled over uh, for speeding, the officer doesn't have to write you a speeding ticket. That's a discretionary decision. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't want to call it blaming the police. I think the police have been put in a very uncomfortable and unfortunate situation uh, enforcing drug laws. The, the citizens don't want them, by and large. Uh, nobody's reporting these crimes to the police. Uh, it's not complaint-driven, unless unlike other policing activities. And so it, it's really not a good fit. I think that the prohibition really uh, undoes and frays the, the, the ties that w- would otherwise bind citizens to police officers and, and see police officers doing the role that we, I think, all expect and, and respect them for, which is ensuring public safety and, and going after violent and dangerous right. criminals. Well, it seems to me that, I mean, we should have done one of two things. Either just right out of the gate, legalize. Don't don't wait as long as the government did. Or conversely, uh, if we're going to stick to this timetable, to decriminalize. Because, yeah, we've created this weird situation where the government is declaring that this should not be a crime. We should not punish consenting adults for using cannabis. But in the meantime, we're going to keep on doing that. So we, we're still arresting people. We're still bringing cases forward. Oh, it, it, I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's absolutely terrible uh, that the Minister of Justice continues to allow Crown prosecutors to bring, uh, approve, and prosecute simple possession charges across this country. Uh, it, it would take simply a policy directive to say, look, we're, we're in the process of legalizing cannabis. We don't believe it's in the public interest to, to prosecute these offenses anymore. And, in fact, Crown prosecutors are required to make a public interest determination before they proceed with any charges uh, against anyone uh, accused of a crime. And it it seems to me that we should have stopped these prosecutions a long time ago. Uh, But, you know, since the time that the Liberal Party really ran and campaigned on legalizing cannabis, and I thank them for it, 
um, we've arrested uh, more than 10,000 Canadians for simple possession and put them into the criminal justice system. And that's just totally inappropriate. Do we need to start talking about pardons at some point once once this is legal? Is, is that going to be the next step? Well, I, I certainly hope so. Uh, you know, I think that by, by now, I think we all need to acknowledge that the prohibition is a harmful failure. It's done a tremendous amount of damage to individuals, people's lives. Uh, and at the very least, anybody that's been uh, tagged with a criminal conviction for simple possession, th- those records ought to be wiped clean and those people ought to be given a second chance. It's just... It's just not fair to do anything else. Yeah, well, I guess we'll, we'll see if that happens. A lot to get done before then. Uh, Kirk, we'll leave it there. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Appreciate it. Anytime. All right, that's uh, lawyer Kirk Tucson was representing uh, Dana Larson in this case. So uh, the judge uh, decided it took too long to get this to trial. And how often are we hearing that these days? Uh, so the charges were stayed. That puts an end to the case, basically. Dana Larson on his Facebook page said he would have preferred to defeat the prohibition on seeds and set a legal precedent, but did say he's glad it's done. So it seems to me, and it goes back to what we talked about earlier today, we've got property crimes happening in Calgary. We seem to have a a spike in, in murders as of late in Calgary, if indeed, as police say, we're dealing with more of this seems to me that these uh, simple pot possession charges or even an activist handing out seeds should be really, really low on the list of priorities, shouldn't it? Because not only are you taking officers away from, from going after other stuff, and how many people did we hear from today? Talking about crimes they reported and police weren't able to respond. Why are we going after this stuff? So, yeah, and, and look, legalization's coming too. That's what makes it so absurd on top of it. All right, 403-974-8255 is the way to reach us here, 974-TALK. My name is Rob Breckenridge, back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.